I said, Leon, I've sat uh, a lot under him, and uh, I felt, I felt, um, I felt actually to, to speak. We had a, um, well, let me say this, I had a, a while ago, one of our guys had a dream, and he saw um, certain groups of people in the dream coming together. And one of the groups that he saw is a, a group that struggled to understand their forgiveness of sins. <laughs> and uh, actually, um, I was uh, in, in preparation. I felt like I, I need to speak on that. And uh, then later on, Leon, um, Leon phoned me and said he's thinking of coming today. And I thought like, if ever, if ever there was a man that knows how to preach on grace, it's Leon. <laughs> so, um, anyway, let's give our best shot here. Um, so, I want to I wanna, I wanna ask this question to you guys. There is the, the question that Paul says in Galatians 3, and many of you might have heard that. And um, Paul says in Galatians 3, he says, I am free from the curse of the law. I'm free from the law. And so Paul say, I am, I've got no obligation to the law. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of teaching style. Let me, I'll, I'll ask a few questions. Leon, you're not allowed to answer, right? <laughs> so, so as Paul would say, I'm free from the law, I've got no obligation towards this law. Would Paul mean, what did Paul mean by that? Would Paul mean, um, since the Ten Commandments was given to a people, well, 2,000 years before Paul lived, 4,000 years before we, we are here today, God gave a law, and so that law, I, I have got no obligation towards that law, meaning A, <laughs> you have heard that you're not allowed to steal, but I say, you're allowed to steal. You've heard that you're not allowed to murder, but I say you're allowed to murder. I mean, we would agree that will be a very, very, um, that, that would not be, I mean, no matter what we say, that would not be what Paul is meaning. <laughs> Paul is not meaning that uh, we were once not supposed to do some of the things that was in the Ten Commandments, and now we are, we are allowed to do the things that's... <laughs> So, so what would he mean? What would he mean by that? Right? What is our stance towards something like the Ten Commandments? Or what is our stance towards that? What's the problem with this? And so, what Paul is saying is, when we were under the law, this is how things would work. If you do the law, you get blessed. If you don't do the law, you are cursed. How well you would perform in regards to the law, you would be blessed. How, you know, much you fail under it, you would be cursed. And Paul says, I'm no longer living under a system where my blessing and cursing is merely dependent on how well I am obeying the law. Does that, I mean, does that, does that uh, make sense? So, so, so Paul then goes in a, in a um, in, um, maybe I will put this verse on in Revelation, uh, Romans 3. Romans 3, verse 20 to 21. It says, since God is one, he will justify the circumcised, whoever you are, you are lucky, 
by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. All right. So, what Paul is saying is, for all of mankind that were under the law, the law required this. If you do good, you get blessed. If you do bad, sips up, private, all right? And so, now, if we consider all of our lives concerning that, if we consider all of us here, and uh, say, for instance, we, are, we can go to a, a debit credit system of an accounting system, and I look at the credit side, which is the side that, the credit side, I'm always uh, confused, where's my accountant guys here? The credit side is the negative side, right? The credit side is the negative side. So if I look at my credit side, so I want to ask, let's consider, we look around in the room, I asked this question, I'll tell you now what happened on Tuesday night. I asked this question. Who of you do you think has the highest on the credit side? Look around. Top five, yeah. <laughs> I asked that question on Tuesday night, and uh, one girl put up her hand. You know, I'm, I'm the most in debt. I've, I've, I've messed up the most. So I thought first she was just joking. But later she came to speak to me, and I realized she genuinely believes no one has sinned as much as she does. And she's really in credit more than anybody else, right? But so, so let's consider it for a moment. You know, who, who, who is the, who's, who's, who's the least? Who's the best of us here? I can tell you Marianne thinks is the best. <laughs> she loves her son, so she will believe Ron is the best. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempted at times to agree with her, but uh, <laughs> all right, so, so look, the, the, the point is we would understand that most of us, all of us are in, in debt, all right? And so the law would say there is a price to be paid. If there is debt, there is a price to be paid. Now, this is the problem with sometimes how the gospel is preached, so a couple of years, I heard a guy at uh, one of our conferences, and he preached the gospel something like this. He said, I, uh, um, the cross is like this. I have, uh, um, I have a wedding, uh, my marriage wedding anniversary. I live close to the sea, and I know for my wife this is a big thing. So at 7 o'clock the morning, uh, he lived close to the sea, I decided... The ways is really good. My wife won't be ready in the next hour. I'm going to quickly go off and take a quick surf. So you know how it is. The first one is, oh, not like I know or anything, but I, I would suppose. The first one didn't, wasn't so nice. So you're always thinking the next one will be better. The next one. And then before you know it, time was running out and he woke up or he, he realized it's half past eight. He's seriously late. So he's chasing as quick as possible to his wife. On his way there, he quickly get a bunch of roses to pacify. <laughs> so 
As he, he tells the story, as he got out of his car at a house, he's already on his knees. <laughs> crawling with the flowers in front of him. <laughs> and he says, the flowers is like the cross. It softened the heart of God. And every time we pull out the cross, the roses, it softens the heart of God. Problem with that roses is, you know, it worked once. <laughs> Especially if you think God as emotional wife, right? You're never quite sure if the roses is going to do it today. Is she going to take the roses like this? Thanks. And you know, is, is everything okay now? Yeah? <laughs> I'm not speaking, I'm thinking, I'm not speaking. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard other guys say. <laughs> right? But it, it, it's not quite the case that it works. It, it, it's not how it was. The law required a payment, right? I, 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 um, I sometimes get traffic fines. No, no. I've heard of guys. I've heard of guys that sometimes get traffic fines. I've heard of guys. <laughs> it's got better. That you can say. I, I'm, at least, I'm getting more early in that area. So. I'm almost thinking, I say to this traffic guy, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, I, I know I'm in trouble, I know I've done wrong now, so I'm, I'm thinking if I'm going to be really nice with him, and I always do that, that's my approach, I never try to fight him, I'm like that guy with the roses, I throw it out, I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, I know I'm wrong, really, forgive me, and he says, no, I forgive you, really, it's all right, but your fine is... <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm not angry at you. I just want to say that your fine is. I can't, I can't escape the fact. If, if, if a guy goes to trial, if a guy goes to trial for murder, and he says sorry, the judge might say, I forgive you. But the judge is still bound by law. You are guilty, and a payment needs to be made. I can't avoid that. And see, sometimes with the cross merely being a bunch of flowers, that's, it almost is like there was a payment and we were in debt and God just went like, let's just forget about it. It's okay. Let's just write off the debt. Debt wasn't merely written off. Debt wasn't really, debt wasn't written off. Debt was paid. Debt was paid. And it was paid by the blood of Jesus. <laughs> so that if there is on the credit side, whatever, it's always trumped by the debit side. It says the righteousness of God, the blood of Jesus is paid. And therefore, we are called justified. Now you must understand, justified is, again, it's a legal term. 
It's a legal term. It's, I, I, in, in some ways, I like it when we, we bring our accountants in here that can just move a little bit of emotion out of the situation here. Because legally, I'm debt-free before God. Legally, I'm debt-free before, before God. Not because of anything that I've done, but because of the price that he has paid. The problem is, the problem is, because we have such an emotional gospel that is like a bunch of roses that I give to an emotional wife, I'm never really sure. I'm never really sure. This time, I'm okay. Next time, is it, is it cool between you and God now? Did you do something that, I'm just, I'm not quite sure, right? So, I, I want us to consider, he, he continues, he, he gives us chapter 4, which is the chapter of faith, but then in chapter 5, verse 1, then, he declares this, and this is important. So, he says, therefore, since we have been justified, right? <laughs> therefore, since the price has been paid, we are justified. We have peace with God. I've got good news today. I've got good news today. You have peace with God. In Christ, you have peace with God. <laughs> On what grounds that my peace that my peace with God, well, let me ask, let's bring the emotional side to it. How many of you feel sometimes there's more peace between you and God than other times? How many of you felt that the roses was more effective sometimes than other times? How many of you feel like I said, sorry, I'm really sorry, God. It's okay. How many of you had a good day yesterday? Or not such a good day. And this morning before you go to church, we are worshiping. Oh, and all these people are so full of God. They're smiling. I mean, they probably just prayed all night long last night. And they're worshiping. Here I am. I just watch movies and all this type of things. And here I am. Surely, they must be more in peace with God than I am. Who's got the most peace with God here? Same question. Who's got the most peace with God here? <laughs> if only I can be with the footing with God as Ron is. But as soon as we are on that plane... We are, on the, we, are on, we are on the grounds of what we have done. All of us have full peace with God today. Full peace with God today. Is it cool between you and God today? If we can declare on the grounds of a justification that is not merely built on, let's forget about it. 
but on a legal price that is paid, one sacrifice, once and for all, the blood of Jesus, that is canceled debt, and on a legal declaration, with this justification, I have peace with God. Now, no, no. through our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 2. <laughs> through Him, through Him we have also obtained access by faith into the grace which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now, one, one of my, um, I, as some of you know, I um, used to um, be part of a Bible school in Wellington, train guys to go into ministry. And it's a an, it's an very intense, like, type of Christian environment, right? And I know, say for instance, in acting class where Aiden was, in drama classes, I think the thing that everybody wants to impress their lecturers with, I would think, the thing that everybody would impress their lecturers with in drama classes, I want to impress my lecturers so that I get picked for the main role, maybe, something like, something like that, right? In ministry, in ministry training, People want to have certain positions, like they want to lead the ministry team, or they want, to, they want to do that type of things, right? And it's always amazing for me to observe how, how all of this plays out. So surely, God's eye is caught on that guy that wakes up earliest. The man that wakes up at five, or the girl, and are able to spend time with God from five to six, surely should have greater access to grace than the guy that wakes up at six. And then the funniest things happen. The guy that never bothers and wakes up at seven, just before the class, barely got out of his pajamas, get asked to do lead the outreach. On what grounds do we have access to the grace of God? Let me ask you like this. If you feel today that you are in debt to God, you are under the law. If you feel that you are in debt to God, meaning I've got a backlog that I need to work up, you are under the law. Listen to this. If you feel that God is in debt to you, Meaning, I'm the one that's waking up every morning. I'm the faithful and disciplined one. And he is not, surely, on that grounds. <laughs> I should have more access to the grace and the favor of the Lord. Surely, I should be more qualified to get access to the grace of God. But we have access got access simply on the fact that we've been justified, justified for the, for the price of Jesus. Now, um, you guys, um, some of you that's been around um, uh, a little while have heard me teach on, on uh, um, Revelation 12 uh, a couple of times, but I want to I wanna mention this again. And Revelation 12, verse 9, I think it's verse 9, Jesus speaks about 
or the, the John speaks about the two approaches that the devil has. The devil has an approach to an unbeliever, to the, to the world, and the, and the devil has an approach to the believer. He says, and he, he, he introduces the devil. He introduces the devil as a ministry. We've, Jesus has the ministry of reconciliation. The devil has the ministry of, number one, deception. All right? So he, he says, he deceives the world. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's so amazing. I, I, uh, um, I'm sometimes tempted to watch all kinds of news. My wife gets very frustrated. But I'm, 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 I'm looking at celebrities' court cases and uh, the interesting, uh, interesting dynamics uh, on that and what's being fought for and what's being found as victories and, uh, and all those type of things. But I know that they are chasing... I, I should actually not give myself that, but I, I know that they're chasing off the wind. I know that it's people that has been told, has been told that if only you can become famous, if only you can become rich, if only you are beautiful, if only you are this, you will be happy. And all of them reach the peak of that and they sit together as the most unhappiest people on the face of the earth. Been sold a lie by deception. But then he turns to to us, and he says, the deceiver of the world and the accuser of the brethren. What is his ministry towards us? <laughs> it's accusation. Now, in Colossians 2, verse 13 to 15, I'll, I'll read this. And you were dead in your trespasses. All of us at some stage. And the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of death that stood against us with its legal demand. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. So there was a, there's, we, we are in debt. The, the, the legal requirement. The, the, the credit side that stands so long. Yeah, there's another gun, Oli. He's, he's got a very low credit side, right? He's a good guy. You see, it's not the good guys or the bad guys that enters in. It's the God guys. But he's a God guy as well. But he could have been easily fooled and settled on his goodness to come before God. The good guys is more harder than the bad guys sometimes, Right? But the handwriting of accusation that was against all of us has been nailed to the cross. <laughs> nailed to the cross. For which we are then forgiven. And then it says, He disarmed the rulers and authority and put them to an open shame by triumphing over them in Him. Now, I'm going to use terrible, terrible hermeneutics, terrible uh, interpreting of scriptures. But it is interesting that the enemy, as I say this, the enemy has been disarmed through the Death that was against us, nailing it to the cross, so that he has no legal right to pull us away from the presence of God. Who was the best today? It doesn't matter. We are coming before him on the work of the cross. So he's got no legal ground to pull us away from the presence of God. We've got full access, not on the grounds of how well I lived yesterday, not on the grounds of how well I lived today, not a high I jumped in worship, not a well I read my Bible. I've got full access today simply on the basis of the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's been disarmed. He can't, he, come here, he can't pull me away from the presence. On the grounds of the cross, he has been disarmed. I've got full access. And he can't pull me away from the presence of God. The only thing that's still open for him is that mouth. He just have a mouth left. And this is his favorite line. You hypocrite. I saw you yesterday. I saw your heart. Oh, and now you want to come to the presence of God. Hypocrite. Probably I shouldn't go to the presence of God. Who am I? And he gets me to lure away on the lie of accusation. That's all that is left. That is all that is left. But then he declares to us, but we overcame him. How do we overcome him? We overcome him firstly with the blood of the Lamb. Yes, my heart is not always pure. Yes, I wasn't maybe as faithful yesterday as what I should be. But <laughs> I've got access to the presence of God, not on the grounds of anything that I've done, but on the blood of Jesus. You know, our hearts is deceitful, man. Our hearts is deceitful before all things. My heart lies to me many, many times. My heart tells me, who are you to come to the presence of God? Sometimes I feel dirty, sometimes I feel clean. Sometimes I feel good about myself, sometimes I feel bad about myself. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I used to, but I can't believe it anymore. And I've learned, I tell you guys, the biggest victory that we can have is take hold of that access which God has made hold of us. The enemy lose when we go and sit on the lap of my father. I can't help, this guy looks like a father. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I <laughs> right? We don't know one another, but I'm going to sit on his lap now. <laughs> Right? This lap of the Father. <laughs> I've got access to. Every one of us. And that's our victory. That's our victory. That's our victory. That's our invincible space is the presence of God. And the only way that the enemy can still get us off is an accusation. And we believe it. And our hearts feel Hypocrite, you can't go. Who, how dare you? But there's a victory cry. It's just overcoming. How do we overcome? By jumping on that lap. By jumping on that lap. On the grounds of the blood of Jesus. Thank you that it's not holiness. <laughs> holiness doesn't give me more access you know that? Holiness doesn't give me more access. It's the cross of Jesus that gives me more access. But it's from the lap of the Father where holiness is going to flow. It's from the lap of the Father that holiness is going to flow. So, 
feel that's something that God wants to come and set people free today, you know. And it's not like a, a demon that's cast out. It's the truth that, that's, that sets us free. You know, I've, I've wrestled with the subjective feeling of whether I'm forgiven or not. You know what I mean with subjective? It's whether I feel forgiven or not. Yes, it's a horrible thing, right? It is not illegal. I am justified because of one price paid for all. You go look at the books. Paid. Imagine our accountants, big business guys, was merely running on his heart. Should we spend business? Should we spend money? Oh, my heart feels like that. No, you can't do that. Go look at the books. I feel like this company is flourishing. You feel like it. Let's look at the books. You're in debt. You can't feel like it. That doesn't matter. We need to go and see concretely. Price paid, irrespective of our hearts. So I, I once, you know, it was this, this, this thing, it's this negotiation power that I had with God. He was that headmaster that I know I'm in trouble. I'm just going to go in there, and instead of three lashes, I'm hoping for one. And so I go before him, and I said, look, I, I, I just want to say again, if you were wondering, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. And then, are we cool now, God? Yeah. But you're never sure. And I once, once I was in this wrestle of whether it's completely cool now between me and God. And as I read, as I, as I was uh, spent time before God, I, I felt Ephesians 1.7. Ephesians 1.7 says, in Him, we've got the redemption and the forgiveness of sin. In, by His blood, we've got the redemption and the forgiveness of sins. It changed everything for me. Forgiveness of sin is not something that I go and obtain somewhere. Forgiveness of sins is in me. I can't escape forgiveness of sins. I can't escape forgiveness of sins. Whoops, I'm still forgiven. Whoops, I'm still forgiven. I can't. As long as I'm in him and he's in me, I'm forgiven. I can't get away from forgiveness. I'm imprisoned by forgiveness. I can't escape it. To the extent that he's in me and I'm in him, I'm forgiven on his grounds and what he has done. For those that are in Christ today, you've got peace with God. Just, just, just allow this now. I know it goes like, no, 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 but you don't understand. Huh? You've got peace with God. Got peace with God. You've got peace with God. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray quickly. I'm, I'm gonna trust. Uh, it's hard of these things, you know. Sometimes we pray as if I, I sometimes don't know how to end this meeting. It feels like you need to pray something now, but but it is actually truth that sets us free. <laughs> it's truth that sets us free, right? As we look away from ourselves, as we look away from our feeling, <laughs> and we look to truth, we look to Him, you know, freedom comes. So, Father, 
I thank you for um, I thank you for your commitment to relationship. I thank you for your commitment to us coming to know you, that you've sent your son, so that any obstacle that could stand before us could be wiped out. So that's actually something that I do feel. In verse 3 from Romans 5, Paul goes to, and he says, not only that, I, I never understood it really, but not only that, but we also rejoice in suffering. Because suffering produces. And he mentions certain things. It's very hard to go through suffering if you don't know that the same God that was committed to the extent that he sends his only begotten son so that you can have life is the same God that is still so committed to the process and seeing you through. And Jesus... I want to pray for every person that's going for suffering at the moment and do not understand and at times feel like pulling out. Father, we want to say that we trust you. We trust you on the grounds that you have sent your son and show your ultimate commitment to see us come to fullness and will remain even through this difficult time. We, we trust you for suffering, Jesus. And Father, I pray now, not merely just so that the voice of the enemy will be quiet in people, because that's not ultimately the technique that you gave us. You gave us the blood to fight with. And I pray, Father, that this right to stand and overcome by your blood and say, by the blood I come, will be picked up by every person in this room. The truth is, Jesus... You've granted access on the basis of your son. And then lastly, I want to ask, you know, this is an amazing truth. <laughs> but it's only by the blood that death has been written off. And it's only in Christ that we have that. And so I want to make an invitation if you're not in Christ. Unfortunately, you are in debt. And that could be clear today in an acceptance of Jesus. So, I'm going to just, eyes closed, or everything that comes with it. I'm just going to ask, if you are not sure, and you want to make sure today, if you can just give me an indication, maybe put up your hand.